Yeah, what it is, what it do, good people. Welcome back to episode 29 of the motherfucking Stoop Kids. This is your host, Sai. I'm Drew. And we have a very, very special guest in here to, with us today, Drew. We got my man, Rich. Let me say his last name correct. Bo Do. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? What's up, man? Round of applause for that, man. Sure, man. How y'all doing? I'm, I'm all right, man. I hear cold, like but life. that's what I like to hear. Now, Rich, I'm going to let you know. We, I like to reiterate this once in a while. All right. Uh-huh. This podcast is about shining the light on young creatives and people out here just doing, in general, dope shit that that's around our surroundings while kicking it like we on the stoop. That's why we bet, call it stoop bet, kids. Bet, bet, bet. Because when we was younger, that's what we used to do. Kick it on the stoop. That's how we grew up. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Exactly. Six freaking all like we move around in the same circles as yeah. far as like Cam, Della, Chanel, yeah. Fresco, all them people. And we know a lot of creative people. We know a lot of people out here with the Duce Paloozas, a lot of actresses, podcasters. But I, sir, don't know too many people <laughs> that wrote a motherfucking book. Yeah. And I mean, it's not hard. I'm going to belittle myself a little bit. But I mean, yeah, I did it. But it's easy. It's just, it was weird because it was been on my mind for a while. And um, I'm probably, am I jumping in too fast? No, 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 no. It was on my mind for a while. And um, I was just like, you have to do this. And then just kind of with technology, like you can like literally self-publish and do all the stuff so you don't have as many barriers to entry. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And And you did it. Yeah. All right. So before we even get into the book too deeply, Mm -hmm. we're going to start off with you telling us something about yourself. Let's tell people about Rich. Um, Shit. Uh, country boy, born and raised in Oklahoma City. Um, went to the University of Oklahoma. Um, then went to University of Texas grad school. Um, started like a digital uh, magazine called Six Magazines. It was basically the slam and dime version for football. Okay. And um, I was working at an ad agency in Austin at the time when I started it and wanted to get to New York because New York kind of had the best of both worlds for me, at least in terms of like the publishing world and advertising world, and I'm really competitive. So I was like, I got to get here. And um, shit, life happened, and I end up um, getting – actually, I'll, I'll tell you this story. Um, so I think it was my homegirl's birthday. It was March 26th. It was like 2010. Um, the ad I was working at, and this is my first taste of, like, being in the ad, ad industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I got laid off. They were like, we lost an account. We lost oh. a State Farm account. And – um. And I was like, damn. And most agencies, like, and most companies, period, like, they cut the fat, meaning, like, they they let, the, like, the people with, like, the highest salaries go. Mm. And I had one of the lower salaries. But this agency, like, they kind of reversed it. They were very family-oriented. So it was like, why are we going to fire one about Alex been with, for a like, while? well, yeah, making six figures, has a family where we can go to Richard's young ass. He'll <laughs> land, bounce on his feet. He's only making 40K. And so that's kind of what they did. And, um... The timing was kind of good because I was like, I didn't know what to do. It was the first time being laid off. But um, trust me, we all been there. <laughs> I I was on the State Farm account. The State Farm account went to translation. Mm. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? It was in March, April, just kind of like spinning my wheels trying to figure it out. In May, they have this thing called um, uh, Ad Week, basically. And it's uh, the one show, essentially. And it's big advertising awards week. Um, and they have a portfolio review. So, like, a lot of college kids and people come up um, to get their portfolio looked at by, like, top industry professionals. And those industry professionals, like, help you get jobs, basically. And I was only one year out of school. So, I was like, I can go. I can do it. 
So like I bought a plane ticket, stayed with a family friend, came out here and was like hustling. Um, like my, my portfolio, met with a dude from RGA. This is before they had an Austin agency. He's cool with me and he's kind of like going back and forth. And I was like, all right, um, here, like I think you're good enough to work here. But in kind of that same mix, I'm going off track, forgive me. Um, how I got to New York through the advertising was um, we lost that State Farm account. So I hit up, uh, I hit up, I looked up a commercial that, because I found, I didn't know nothing about translation. Like this, the right. translation took the State Farm account. I didn't know anything about translation. So I just looked up online. I was like, what is translation? Who are they? And I've looked at, found one of the commercials and I looked at the credits and I found the copywriter, the art director, the creator, director, all that stuff. So I'm like, well, I want to be a copywriter. So I emailed the, I emailed the copywriter. I saw his name and I didn't, I didn't know him. And it wasn't like a, I just had his name. And so I was like, all right. Um, his name was uh, Seth Jacobs, to be honest. And so I was like, all right, is it, and I'm probably giving away something for translation, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I was right. like, I was like, okay, how do I get in touch with him? And so I was like, Seth.Jacobs at translationllc.com. Nine no times I attended to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> all right. And so then I did Seth Jacobs, all one word, at translation.com. That wasn't easy. I was like, fuck. And then I did S. Jacobs and then went through. Okay. And he hit me back. He was like, oh. And I was like, the email was like, hey, I, I put like referred by a friend uh, just to get his attention. Like, yo, I'm a young copyright. I'm going to be in town. I would love to kind of have an information interview, yada, yada. He replies back, and also hit Stout too. Stout didn't reply back, obviously. Because, wow. Yeah, but I, I did both of them. <laughs> hey, you got to shoot I did, shot. Yeah, I did, definitely shot, shot my shot. And like, um, he hits me back. He's like, "Yo, I would love to meet with you." Yada yada. He's like, um, and then he's like, "By the way, how did you? Who? What friend referred you?" I'm like, oh, fuck. fuck. And so uh, I was like, "Damn." That. And then I just, I fessed up. I was like, "Oh, my bad. I, I emailed a previous person that was referred by a friend, but." I found your information on such and such. He was like, "Oh, well, that's pretty genius. Like that you, like, even if that wasn't what your intention, but which was my intention. <laughs> but he's like, even though it wasn't your intention, it worked out." And, and I so, want to say that that's a, you're a real minority in that state of mind because people don't look at the credits for that. Yeah, people don't read the credits. Yeah, I mean, and I'm the, I'm in that industry, so like I always and they don't do a good job of like putting out like we're looking at a commercial right now. Like you don't know who made this commercial. Where right. like music and film is more kind of. They put it out there. Uh, yeah, they put give credit to like kind of the people behind the scenes where in advertising is just like it's a great State Farm campaign or a great um, Peloton campaign or whatever. And so like the kind of the agencies, unless you're in that world, you they don't really get that shine and that light. You gotta you gotta just know if you know you yeah, know. Yeah, basically, basically. But yeah, that's a, that's how kind of part of the story of how I got here was like getting that opportunity because they later on because I came up here and then I went back to Austin. But how I really came here was like I hit a translation back and was like, "Yo," because they actually offered me a job, and I turned it down. And then once the RJ you did all that and turned down the job, yeah, yeah. And so, because because the reason why was because um, RGA they were like, "We'll let you work out of Austin," and then they hit me to come up like during like the Thanksgiving time to just come up. So I stayed with the family friend and like got a taste of the agency. But what people don't know about ad agencies is like. November, December, like that's when all the budget's gone. And so like they're not keeping nobody. And I was freelancing. And so I did a good job, but they were like, yo, we don't have any more money for you. Yada yada. So I was like, damn. So I kind of went back and kind of like that um Kanye last call. I called um because the the it was between translation and RGA. 
translation offered me a full-time job in September of 2010. And um, RJ was like, you can just come freelance. And but the account was Nike. And I was like, I always like dreamed of like working on Nike work. Right. And so I was like, should I take the safe, stable route or should I just go risk it all and like follow my dream? And I would risk it all. And I, the cool thing about it, I got, I got like Nike, I produced Nike work from that. Had I not done that, I don't think I would have any Nike work in my portfolio, which and that's I'm big. really grateful to have. Yeah. And so, um, and that's helped me propel me, get me other jobs. So like doing that. But once I came back to Austin after the RJ thing ran out, I hit up translation like, yo, so y'all still got that <laughs> job. And they were like, yep. And when we out here and I got here, um, February 2011. Oh, so you lucked up both ways. You was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It worked out. It definitely worked out. You got the freelance out. joint, then you got the main joint. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. It definitely worked out. You been and now you said that you was like, oh, I wanted to work in copyrights. Did you want to work in copyrights the whole time? You just knew that? Nah, uh-uh. Um, you have a very extensive resume in nah, copyrights. Nah, uh-uh. I, I don't. I didn't know that. Um, So my mama from Texas, but my daddy from Ghana, and I moved in with him when I was about Nine, ten years old in Ghana. No, 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 no. Oh, in, uh-huh. in Oklahoma still. In Oklahoma still. But he got remarried to a, uh, my stepmom, who's also from Ghana. Um, and I don't. Immigrants know this, but a lot of, like I didn't grow up around a lot of immigrants outside of like the people my dad's friends, because Oklahoma really ain't like that. Like out here, y'all got all different kind of cultures. Oh, yeah. 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 Immigrants, yeah. immigrants know this. Like your parents did so much to get here. Like you going to college and majoring in like acting or whatever like that's not gonna fly with them like they want oh. something stable that they know you can get a good job and be fine so it's like your only options are being like a doctor, doctor finance engineer lawyer some type of business yep and um, i got a lot of friends who are who are stuck in that realm because exactly. their family mm-hmm. is a bunch of immigrants and like they might be making great money and stuff like that but they're not fully fulfilled because they're doing something that they probably their heart's not in and so like i went into like the business school and I hated it. Like I started off like a computer science major, which I don't even know why that was in our business school. But yeah, I started off computer science major. I hate. I wasn't even smart enough for that shit. I was like, oh, this shit's over my head. And I'm then, when Drew signed up for that, I'm like, oh, that's what you want to do. You should. That's what you want to do. Chief. I got. I got bamboozled. I wanted to do game design, <laughs> and the school didn't offer that. They're just like, yeah, I, the closest thing is like computer science engineering. So I was like. Alright And then I was uh-huh. like Oh this don't look like yeah. it <laughs> Nah like I did that I was like Ooh I don't like this shit at all And then I switched to like Management And I was like This shit's boring I don't like it Then I switched to marketing And I was like Alright this is kinda cool oh, so you And I was doing and I, changes in Yeah college. I was doing a lot And then um, I was doing advertising As a minor And then um, One day it's like I don't even know his name I can't remember I remember the professor Daniel Yoon It was his class I don't even know I think it was like it wasn't intro to that. It might have been like advertising to or some shit like that. But um, this white boy came to our class to speak to us. He had on like a frayed backwards hat, some holes in his T-shirt, <laughs> like cargo pants, just all kind of just rips and shit. Just like the total like bro-y white boy, like flip-flops. And I remember he was talking to us. He was a copywriter and he raised his hand. He was like, um, no, he didn't raise his hand. I was just talking. He, um, he was like, uh. He was like, yeah, I wear this to work every day. And mind you, this is a That's semester. That's crazy, too. This is a semester before I was supposed to graduate. And he said that. And I was like, I was like, wait. And I had been going to, like, various internship interviews and, like, possible job interviews. Possible, like, no, job interviews, too. And um, I'm, like, dressing up in a suit. It was, like, through our career 
planning program, whatever like that. I'm like dressing up in a suit, going to these interviews. I hate suits. I don't know if something bad happened to me when I was a kid. And like, I put the trauma in the back of my head and can't remember it, but I hate suits for whatever reason. I and, feel, that's um, how I feel about ties. I'm like, I don't want nothing yeah, around my neck. I hate suits. And so like, I'm like, yo, I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to have to like wear a suit every day to work. And once he said that in that class, I raised my hand. I was like, wait, you said you dress like that every day to work? And he was like, yes. I, as soon as the class was over, I went straight to my guidance counselor. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, I was like, yo, I want to change my major. She's like, again? I'm like, yo. <laughs> like, you back again? And she's like, she's like, you're going to have to stay in school for another year. You're supposed to graduate this next upcoming semester. I'm like, I don't care. I found something I really like. And it was mainly because he got to dress like that, but it was something creative. He got to make stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, that's, that's the genesis of how I kind of like got into the field that I'm in. All right. And just being able to wear whatever the fuck I want to wear to work every day. But honestly, that's all it really takes to be like, wait, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You're happy. You and make it's money. Exposure. We don't get that exposure. Like, especially like me growing up, um, like it's the same tired old story, but like literally like I lived in a hood. Like everybody was either like a dope boy or a good athlete that got out. Like you, right. it was just like the name, my nickname, my neighborhood is called the panic zone. Like literally it was the fucking hood. It was like, and so you didn't see black people doing anything you didn't see i didn't know what the majors okay, were and stuff yeah, that i yeah. could like do I right you that. never really thought about yeah, it like yeah it's like i'm just trying to survive all, all you see on tv was like maybe the cosby's and like everything was like entertainment like all these other jobs like i didn't know existed and you said you was in, and you're not like in la or new york exactly. so you're like i don't know you how don't to even maneuver yeah, around you that don't, yeah you don't have that you have and being especially being in oklahoma you have a lot of people just quote-unquote playing it safe like all right i know such and such an accountant, he makes good money. I'm gonna go be an accountant. Meanwhile, you don't even like like numbers. Numbers, like right? And so, like, you're probably a mediocre accountant, but it's because it's safe. Perfectly, like, I saw so much stuff once I moved out in New York, like just possibilities and things. I was just like, it's this this is an awesome place. But yeah, to your point, I we didn't know. I didn't know. It's an eye opener. That's why I encourage everybody to travel outside your city. Mm-hmm. Like me alone, I'm from Brooklyn, but. Nine times out of ten, when I'm growing up, I didn't leave the neighborhood. Mm. It wasn't until I got a little older, I'm like, all right, oh, fucking, let me travel to the Bronx. Let me see what's up there. Yeah. Oh, that was a bad decision. <laughs> out, of, you know? out, of all, out of all boroughs, you say the Bronx. Far <laughs> away. I like that was a bad decision, but when you start expanding yourself outside of your neighborhood, you see other possibilities yeah. and other people yeah. doing other things. Like, oh. These Harlem dudes, like they loud and boisterous, but yeah. they they kind of fly. I yeah. like I like what they doing here. Yeah. Every every borough is different. Every yes. borough definitely has their own personality. So I encourage everybody, like Rich says, get out your safe zone. Yeah, I think I read something the other day it said like I want to say like I, I don't know if it was forty or sixty percent, which is a big difference. But like it, forty or sixty percent of people never leave the play, like never leave within a ten mile radius of where they grew up. That that's real, and it makes sense. It's like because everybody just stays. Your mom, they stay close to home. It's kind of sad, it's, but it's yeah. real. For me, like I just kind of how my situation worked out in my upbringing, I'm just able to kind of leave. And, it's like nah, yeah. nah, fuck this. I can't do this mm-hmm. no more. All right, and now you went from uh, Oklahoma to New York to Portland. Nah, I went Oklahoma, Texas, Miami, Miami. Yeah, Miami first. I did. I was there for like six, seven months. Then back you go count to the six seven months. Yeah, huh? You go count the six seven months. In my in Miami, I went to I went to I went to I went to grad school for like my first oh, stint wow. in grad school Over was in there. Miami, okay. and I didn't like it. 
I was homesick, so I went back to Oklahoma that following semester and was just the nigga at college that wasn't in any classes and I already graduated. <laughs> I was like, I can't live like this. And because I didn't definitely didn't want to be the person, then end up going to UT, um, University of Texas, like that. So basically, spring 2006, I was in Miami at Florida International, Miami at school. Okay. Then spring, no, then no, fall 2006, sorry. Then spring 2007 was back in Oklahoma, bullshit, doing nothing, trying to get a job. Then that fall 2007, went to Texas for grad school, got my portfolio of advertising. Then, um, that spring 2009, I started working. And then 2011 came to New York. Came to New York. And you've been doing a lot since you've been in New York. Rich knows everybody you can think of. The boy network crazy. Oh, more than you? First of all, relax. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it network. I just be, I just be minding my business and chilling, He, he be just chilling. People, everybody he cool. Be chilling. I'm nice. Everybody. Everybody loves Rich. You yeah. get hard out to like you. Like, and I know a lot of people I've met throughout my, my times here in New York that don't like. So that says a lot. But then you went from New York mm-hmm. and did the big move to Portland, yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Because um. <laughs> you're here every, <laughs> you're here every yeah, week. I never yeah. see somebody leave and come back as much as you. Yeah. Um, so I think, actually, was, I was talking about this earlier today. Uh, 420, I was at this great ad agency called Momentum and just kind of the business of ad agencies. Like, if you lose a client, then people got to, like, they got to let people go. And so, um, our Verizon business got cut, and the portion, my portion of that got cut, so they let me go. It was on 420. I let high as hell. <laughs> I was just like, fuck this. So. And, um, that was, how, many, wait, how many times at that point were you laid off? Only two. Only That's two your time. second time? I, yeah. Okay. I've, been, um, I've been fired twice because I wasn't performing, in my opinion, and then I've been laid off twice, just the nature of the beast. Yeah, it's the nature of the beast. So, um, and that's, that happened. A lot of people move around in advertising like that. Um. And so, um, yeah, I laid off kind of rough, a good summer, but like a rough summer because it was just like there was no, like picking up freelance gigs was just hard. Like, I don't know what was going on. I had other friends that were freelancing. Mind you, I have friends that freelance for a living and like oh, yeah, make money because if you freelance, like they make good money. Like they don't get like insurance, but I got friends that like they'll literally charge, in advertising at least, they'll charge $1,500 a day. Like that'll be their day rate. I know others wow. that are really, really good. They get 2K a day. And so they'll work nine months out of the year, especially in New York and L.A. Right. They'll work nine months out of the year and, like, take three months off like a school teacher because they made so much. And granted, the flip side, they don't have, like, medical and dental. Yeah. They got to pay yeah. that out of their pocket. But it's like, my nigga, you getting 1500 2K a day and your dental is 750 Like, you pay that. You'll be all right. Where yeah. you're right. So, You'll be good. But, nah, um, shit, I don't even know what I'm saying. What was I saying? You got me going because that, that's, that's, that's how I've been living yeah. my life. Because I was freelancers for a while. And freelancing gets you, you get paid real well mm-hmm. freelancing. People make money freelancing. Yeah. You just got the one worried about the taxes. Mm-hmm. You got to save a little bit for the taxes. And like you said, the the, the insurance. That's about exactly. it. But other than that, it. you get the freedom to up and leave when you want. Mm-hmm. You make your own schedule, really, for the most part. Like, I'm just too chicken to do it. Like, I was just like, I don't know how some of y'all do this, but... Um, like, for a living, like, every day, mm-hmm. like, It's a like constant hustle, like, yeah. all right, let me... And, like, they'll know the industry, and they'll know people, so they'll have stuff lined up before they even quit their next That's the thing. You got to build up mm-hmm. that clientele. You got a nice portfolio of yeah. people that you can go to automatically or that reach out to you. Mm-hmm. It keeps on going. You really stop when you want to. Exactly. I was always just too scared to do it, but I was forced to do it that spring and summer. And, um, like... I don't even know what happened. I applied for moving to Portland. I went to Adidas. Uh, I applied for like a random 
New York job, mm-hmm. and they baited and switched me. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but that's what it felt like. They caught, they hit me, and they were like, oh, we want to interview for this New York job, but we have another role to interview for, too. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> okay. We get on the phone, and, like, we spend literally 30 seconds talking about the New York job. She's like, yeah, um, the manager didn't think you were a good fit, but he thought you'd be an awesome fit for this job here in Portland. So what do you want to hear about? And I'm like... Nothing. You said it was in Portland. What you mean, Missy? I was just like, I was like, I need a fucking job. So I guess, and I'm, I'm a always take the interview type person, like take right. the conversation. So everything sounded good. It was going well. I met with, I talked on the phone with the manager like the next week, the hiring manager like the next week. That was cool. And he was like, yo, just come out here for a visit. So I was like, all right. So I came out, I went up for my visit like on September 6, 2017. I remember it. And it was like dope. And then um, at the end of it, he was like, I'm not supposed to tell you this. Recruiting HR told me not to, but I'm going to give you this job um, so you can have something to think about on your way back. And I was like, dope. <laughs> dope. But on the way back, literally, um, Fader, their agency, Cornerstone, and funny enough, translation had came back into the fold. I go from fucking Damn. April to September of like not I would find freelance stuff in between but nothing full time steady and I was like stressed the fuck out then all of a sudden all my, once I get back after getting the Adidas job offer they hit me with two offers and I'm like fuck do I stay in New York or do I move and I had been I've been over in New York for like a, maybe a year and some change maybe a year and a half you said you've been since 2011 right yeah so I was over it like I was try, I, try, I almost moved to LA in <sighs> 2016 and that didn't happen but um oh, good for you i'm tired of everybody going to la <laughs> i like la though i like LA. i like both i can i can't i can only do those two now but, but um, you know everybody's moving to yeah, la everybody's everybody, leaving everybody new york then going. going to la Della just got stuff out there they i'm got, like oh they gotta do that though they gotta do that <sighs> I, I guess they always come back they not everybody comes back not but, everybody comes back yeah but it is what it is I, I like both i like i don't know which one i picked or if i had to pick but um now nah, I, I i'd always been wanting to move west and i in my mind, West meant L.A., but God had other plans. And I was like, you know what? And mainly the reason it was like, yo, this is a great company. It's going to look good on my resume. And if I don't take the opportunity, I'm going to be kicking myself and I'm wondering what if. So You're like, it, I did translation the, already. Yeah, took the, yeah, not exactly. I did it already. I've been in New York long enough. Like, I just got to do this. Because if I don't do it, I'm going to just wonder what if. Right. That's true. Sometimes you just got to make that leap of faith. And you made that mm-hmm. leap of faith again. All the way to Portland. Yeah. So so you don't like it in Portland? No, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Go to, go to some Trump no games, fit. man. I do. That's like that's not enough. That's like, his that's favorite team, enough. too. That's what oh, we're saying. Yeah. I was I was happy when Melo went there too, but well, how are you a Trailblazers fan? <laughs> All right, let me tell you. Like yeah, I, I liked them. I liked them with the whole era when um they had Scottie Pippen and all them boys. Okay, so you like the jailblazers. What they yeah, thought yeah. They, I, 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 I think that's a bad term, but that's that's yeah. what I, 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 I love. Go for Damon Stoudemire. They, they, had, a, they, they had a lot of hood dudes. Yeah, I like that. Like, I, I just stuck with them. And then, like you know, they had uh, Brandon Roy. Yes, that era, yes. And then Dame Dollar. Mm-hmm. So I still mess with them. So that's dope. You loyal man. I like that. I like he that. real loyal. I like that. His yeah. second team is the Knicks, so you know he loyal. Can you tell me why they not doing well this year? Because last year they were like. Bonafide playoff team. Is it injuries or what? I think it's injuries. Because who's number 27? I forget his name. Like, toward, hurt, hurt his yeah, leg he, in the playoffs. He definitely brought, I forgot it. I forgot his name. It's, it's something it's foreign. foreign. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he was, like, a pivotal player. But they still went on to win that series where he got yeah. hurt at. But, like, well, once it. we get him and then we have Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. It's, but the only reason why we made advance a little bit further is because we had that uh, 
He was a Knicks player. I forgot his name, but he plays for the uh, Celtics now. Okay. Uh, Cantor. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, and his Cantor. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had him. Okay, so he had him for a little bit. You, yo, there's a running joke that, that Rich really just lives in Portland and just has a, a place where he just has all his clothes here. Because this is his closet. He comes back to his closet every weekend. He probably have clothes. a storage unit. Nah, I, just, <laughs> nah. I don't. I'm I'm grateful, more than grateful for the opportunity. Um, I really, really enjoy Adidas. Like they allow me to kind of like they're very collaborative. So it's like you can be working in one department, but have an idea for another department, and that other department's open to it and collaborate and let you work. Like it's very flexible. It's really cool. Um, feel like I'm out there for like a reason, like the stuff, like the kind of personal and emotional mental growth I needed to do. I couldn't do in New York because it's distraction. Always yeah, something going that's on. A fact. Like that quiet time in Portland is killing me. That's one of the reasons why I don't like it. But to me, there just isn't like a sense of community and people are like, oh, you don't give it a chance. Like I go out, I'm not impressed. I'm just like, I like black people and it's like the whitest. Um, it's to sit, no, literally like it's statistically the whitest city in America. And it's just like like the racing was kind of like open. Like my first day there, like um, like Didis did a fucking amazing job. Like I didn't have to lift a finger moving. Like they came, got all my boxes. They would have packed it for me if, if I wanted to. Packed all my boxes, took me, um, flew me out there, gave me a house to stay, in, gave me an apartment to stay in for a month and a rental car. So get off the flight, get my bag, um, talk to like Avis, whoever, get the rental car. And I go to my temporary housing spot. And I'm a nigga. I'm not paying attention to, like, I didn't know everything I was supposed to do. So I get there, and I'm looking through my phone, like, all right, how do I get inside this building, yada, yada. And this old white lady go, walks in front of me with her dog. And so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to just follow behind her. Like you in New York. I walk behind her, and it's like a double door set up. So I walk behind her. We're in the first set of doors. Before we get the second set of doors, she stops and turns around. And is like, do you belong here? And this oh, literally, oh, this is, um, this is, I started Adidas October 16th. So this is October 15th. It was a Sunday before I posted start work. First thing that goes through my head is I'm like, let me not get fired <laughs> before I even start working. And she, and I just kind of laughed when she said that. And she walked through the next set of doors and I follow right behind her ass. And then she stops and turns around again. Luckily for me, because I would have black. <laughs> the concierge decks or whatever was right. As soon as you walked in, it was right there to the right. Okay. And it was a nigga at the door and so or behind the desk. And I talked to him and I was just like talk, talking loud. Yes, Richard Bodu worked for Adidas. They flew me out here, start work Monday, <laughs> dead up talking loud as I can. And then look back at her and just wave. And she like storms off to the elevator or whatever like that. But yeah, that was like my S- snooty white. That was my second encounter with somebody in Portland. It's, been, it's just. It's nothing wrong with it. If I know, I know people that black people that live there and like it and enjoy it. It's just not for me. And I think the thing, the annoying thing about it is like people from there, like they get real sensitive when you say you don't like it. You tell a New York you don't like New York, like they be like, "All right, nigga, and, and keep, <laughs> you like, go back leave. to where you from." Yeah. Like, but they get so sensitive and try to convince me, and I'm like, "My nigga, I just don't like it." Like, I know why God took me out there. Like, it's not to be there forever. So, like, right. I'm allowed to, like... And granted, I would, I've kind of slowly started to embrace it a little bit more, but 
I'm gonna be there forever. I know that. Yeah, you you definitely tried. I seen you on your Instagram. You went out yeah. to some bar. You was like, there's like literally two people in yeah, here. Yeah, like it's <laughs> that's a that's a that was another thing that's kind of scary about it. It's like all this downtime that I have. Like I was drinking like a little too much, and I really didn't smoke so, like that out here. But I would smoke out there. So like they don't have like no black area. Shit, the area I live in is like kind of gentrified, and it's weird because it's like I live in like a nice spot, and I'm sitting here like seeing like kind of how the black people around the area are treated like. They got pushed out. Like I'm like I'm like, damn. I wonder if the land I'm living on, I'm almost positive, used to be like a row of houses that like black people lived in, mm-hmm. and then they got convinced to sell the house to like, some yeah. developer. Yeah, got bamboozled. And so, yeah, and then that's another thing. Like, yes, it's a black area. Like Oklahoma, I'm from like the black part of town, but it's like with New York, there's like like minded people where I can kind of get along with. But like over there, it's like all hood, and so it's like. What the fuck do I look like walking? Because it's a, it's a park. It's literally a park right down the street from my house. And they be there deep. Mm-hmm. But I don't know none of them niggas. Like, what am I going <laughs> right, to do? Like, hey, what's what up? Do, New bro. black guy in town. Like, hey, <laughs> da, da, da. Like, it's just like, it's like either like black folk like that are at Nike, Adidas, wherever. Mm-hmm. Or like hood. There's no in between. Right. There's no in between. Whereas like New York, D.C., Atlanta, L.A. Like, there's an in between. So it's just like. Now, you saying that recently you had put out a, a joint for uh, internships because mm-hmm. you encouraging yeah, black yeah. people to apply to mm-hmm. um, Adidas. Yeah. Because you said there's not enough black people here. Yeah, not enough at all. And and honestly, too, the internship thing, it's good, but it's not it's 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 not getting to the root of the problem. And yes, like the sneaker industry, um, all of them, Nike, Adidas. Uh, Under Armour, et cetera, like have a diversity issue. Like corporate America has a diversity issue. Yeah, we know that. Um, and so, See like, all the mistakes they've been exactly. making. Exactly. And so, and with the sneakers, it's even worse because, like, look at if you look at just America, um, the two biggest markets for sneakers are Portland and Boston, two of the whitest cities. You know what I'm saying? That's like, niggas ain't there. So, like, that's part of the issue right there, but um, Boston got that real open racism. Exactly, they don't fuck yeah. The yeah, exactly. Where Portland, like, Portland's like Portland. The thing about Portland is like I didn't know that they were the only, or Oregon rather, um, is the only state in the entire United States that had a no black people allowed law. I didn't know that until my sister told me right before I moved there. I watched this little documentary on it. Like that's why, like it, it, it became a white utopia. So like that's why all the skinheads, KKK people, moved up there. It was like their white haven for them to get away from niggas. And, um, oh, wow. Did not know that. And, so, and then that permeated because, like, even once, like, they kind of, like, stopped that, that it it, it started, like, all in white people there, no niggas there. And, like, niggas would, like, definitely not go there. And so, then in turn, you get ignorance and, like, kind of, like, people that want to do right in terms of, like, there's more Black Lives Matter signs than black people in Portland. <laughs> like, they want to do right. No, I'm being dead serious. They want to do right. Like, you have the openly racist people. Like, there's two groups. One's called Proud Boys. The other, I think, is called Faith and Prayer. But they, like, be causing riots downtown. Like, are they just, like, like, in 2019? Like, nigga, yes. All my life. Are they just old white people? or No, young. Young. young? Yes. Yes. Uh, Like, young. Like, and it's it's crazy. But, like, even, and not even to put them in a bad, like, the city of Portland in a bad light. But then you get the people that want to do right and want to do good. It's the whitest city in America. So, like, they're not even used to interacting with other oh, the black, people. Right. And so, like, it's just ignorance on their part with us with some stuff that they kind of can't even help. Because it's like, 
everybody stays in their hometown. So they just stay in Portland, don't really travel and go out. And what they see of like people of color is what they see on TV, films, whatever. And so like they can't even help it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just raised around it. You exactly. used to it. It's yeah. like don't LA gangbanging. Like you just mm-hmm. raised in it. Exactly. You don't know no better. Yeah. Like they, you don't. Yeah. Like I, you just don't. And you see, it's like a white utopia. Like everything, like I've never watched Portlandy, but everybody says it's like that. Everything you could think like stereotypically, I don't know if that's good or bad, but stereotypically about a white person is in Portland, literally. Like it's, it's, it's Birkenstocks and socks and just everybody's green, like. Well, I'll just, a, I'll cool just wait place. till the troll players play the Knicks or the Knicks. I'm not I'm never I mean, going to. I mean, it's worth, like, like I said, again, it's, like, not a bad place. One thing I will say is that the food is, like, amazing. I okay. wish they had more seafood, which is weird because they're right by the coast, but whatever. They don't have it. But, like, everything else is, like, you'll go into a motherfucking gas station. Swear to goodness gracious. Go into a motherfucking gas station. You'll swear up and down your granny back there cooking. Like, they really care about food, and the food is amazing. Good, because I really care about food, <laughs> but I don't know if I'm going to make that pit stop. Yeah, I don't know about racism. That <laughs> <laughs> racism. It, it, yeah, it's just, it's different, man. It's unique. So, so how long do you think you got out there, realistically? Uh, as long as nobody from work is listening. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not no, sure. Then, I'm let's not just sure. leave that one alone, man. <laughs> sure. Hey, man, you ain't say nothing bad about work. I'm you not sure. I'm not sure. Be good. He said Adidas did right by him, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. they did me great. They did me really well. All right. So now let's get into the book. Uh-huh. That's what we really here for this all book. Right, all right. It's okay. You're a superhero, uh-huh. and you're you are people. Yes. Oh, you are. This man it. knows how to spell. <laughs> make one mistake. They, they try yeah, to crucify all on you. All on you. All right. So let's. What's this book about? Um, it's basically for kids who have lost a parent or parents. Um. Yes, that's I've I I lost a parent. I lost my mom when I was. Five, about to be turned like maybe a month before I turned six um and just kind of like that void in my life and growing up without it um I read this book a long long time ago it's called uh purpose driven I'm not trying to push religion on anybody so but it's <laughs> called purpose driven life uh it's a Christian book and it's just about what your purpose is like I was just kind of bored like I'm a passionate person and I like doing stuff that I, I care about and um I just didn't know what the fuck I was on this earth Right. I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? I think we all suffer with that that and, issue yeah. right there. And um and I, I I'm so envious of people that do find like kind of their niche, like people that oh I just love people and they become a doctor and they genuinely love Love medicine. being a doctor. Or even somebody that like um like like a musician or an actress and like they don't look at it, they don't do it kind of quote unquote for fame, but they understand the uh stress relief and like the escapism that like their films and music gives to people. Right. Like if you look at like look at your purpose on a bigger like scale like that, like that's kind of how like like the purpose driven life helped me look at it. And so I was like, you know what? Like I'm like I dealt with this. I can like help people. Hopefully, I would like to help people that have dealt with the loss of a parent because like I would have loved to have this book when I was a kid to just kind of yeah. like maybe help make me feel better. So like that was the genesis of it. It was like I want to like. If I die tomorrow, like I have something that I I did, like I don't. Granted, you say everybody likes me, and, and I, I kind of agree with you on that, and I love people and everything like that. But like, there's and not to, there's a ton of cool good people. It's like, right? I, I don't think I was put on this earth to be like a cool, good cool person. Good guy. I think I was a, put on this earth to like help in some way, shape, or form, and maybe mm-hmm. being cool and being nice to people is helping. But like, 
I think I needed to like do more, like help like kids. I can just just kind of like help from the experience that I dealt with. Well, you know what? It's the holiday time. I'm mm-hmm. telling y'all right now, this is a great stocking stuffer. Get you some. I got two, and I gotta get one more. But thank you. Thank this you. is good because me personally, like I bought it for my nephews. Thank they all started. They're from like five to mm-hmm. six. They all started reading. But I want them to sit down and read it with their parents because honestly, my the people I'm close with, they've lost parents. Mm. Like my sister, she lost her mom giving birth to her. Oh, wow. So she never met her mom. So I want her to sit down and read this with my nephew. And I think yeah. that'd be a good thing for them both to emotionally mm. go through and learn from. As well as my other sister's friend who um lost her mom when we was in college. Okay. I got this for her nephew. Damn. So they're going to sit down and read together. And I think this will bring the family closer and have them, you know, really sort things out. Yeah. You know, sometimes you go through things and you're so busy mm-hmm. just trying to get stay focused, take care of the family, that you don't really get to emotionally settle down and emotionally, you know, read through your issues. This ain't no shot at nobody in my family because they were doing everything that they could. Like I didn't, I was, I didn't fully understand the um, role my mom played in everybody's life. But like she was like the rock, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious because um, you know how black people don't fuck around and do um, therapy and shit like that. Right. Um, especially, <laughs> especially back, it was like 88 when she passed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah nobody uh, and so, um, she, uh, everybody in my family, like my my aunt, my uncle, my other aunt, my granny, my papa, they all started going to therapy mm. when my mom died because it was like that much of a traumatic event. But the, it's not funny, but f- whatever. <laughs> like, the two people that didn't go to therapy were me and my sister. Really? Yeah, they just didn't think about it. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all were so young? Yeah, like I was six. She was 16, basically. So they, and oh, so she they, was 16? Yeah, she was 16, yeah. They didn't think about it. Mm-mm. Like, the pe- like probably the two people that need the therapy, therapy the most. most. Like, they just didn't think about it. But Especially like, your sister. You're, you're a younger kid, but you still yeah. process things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I know my nephew, he's seen things. Oh, yeah, we, we come on. We ain't I going know what I'm saying. I'm saying he, <laughs> he's seen <laughs> things when he was, like, three that he's still bringing up now. Really? He's, like, six. Damn. So yeah. it's like kids just hold on to mm-hmm. hold on to things, and like you that. don't you don't know any better. Like you just kind of put it in the back of your mind, and that's how you deal with it. But nah, um, I remember when I was like three, I seen a whole dude get beat up with a baseball bat on a park bench, mm. and that's still I still see that yeah. vividly. So something yeah. traumatic like that. Well, that was in the park. Yeah, it's in the park. Oh, you yeah, know, no, no park. You know, he'd be in the park. Things happen. <laughs> Different time then. But yeah, kids need no matter. I feel like no matter what age you're at, if something happens traumatic to a kid, mm-hmm. you should put, definitely put them in therapy. So yeah. you not going to therapy, how has that affected you in your life? Um, shit, like tre- tremendously. Just all black people that haven't gone to therapy, like we we don't understand how like we we rationalize our trauma. Like all like literally like you shouldn't see somebody get beat up on a park bench at three years old. Like we shouldn't see like people shooting up drugs, like on the street or in the subways or just in crack houses. Like you shouldn't like, I remember like I saw like my first drive by, I think I was like seven years old. I was on the street, like watching this shit happen. You you went as a drive by. No, no. I literally is, is was playing basketball in front of, I was living with my aunt. Um, just literally playing basketball across the street because they had a basketball hoop. Mm-hmm. We just four of us. We were shooting hooping, and literally across the street was where I stayed. This it was like a old. I don't know if it's a Cutlass or a Cat. It was an old school like kind of big body long car, mm-hmm. and it pulled up. It might have been a box shape. It pulled up, and um, music was blasting. Boom, boom, boom. You just felt just felt off. 
It pulls up. Three niggas jump out of the car and run to the trunk, pop the trunk, and get pull out guns, and they start running down the street. So the four of us playing basketball, we were all like, holy shit. My cousin and the other nigga that stayed down the street, his name was Morgan, they just curled up in a ball. In the they court. already knew what it was. Just got down scared. The other girl, Morgan's sister, Kayla, she ran in the backyard. My black ass <laughs> ran to the front of the house. I couldn't get inside the house. Mind you, I'm across the street, but they had like some bushes. So I kneeled down and held behind, snuck head behind the bushes, but I could still see them running. So I see them run down the street. And I thought, we thought they were, I thought, I can't speak for them. I thought they were going to get my cousin in the house because they mm. parked right in front of our house. But they get out of the car and they run down the street. And we like seven, eight years old. They run down the street and then you just hear a brrr, just let that shit off. And then they ran back to the car. You see them get in the car and they still, like, they, I don't know if they saw me, but I, Kellen and Morgan, they saw my cousin Kellen and Morgan, they saw them like in the driveway still because they were like down. And, um, these niggas, like, they drove the car backwards so we couldn't, like, read the license plate. Right. And then, like, went off. But, like, nigga, I didn't go outside for the rest of that summer. I was like, fuck this shit. I didn't go outside for the rest of that summer. I want you to know, the bush is not a good place to hide when they're shooting. Okay? <laughs> yeah. There's no armor. There's no armor in the bushes. But, like, that's the thing, though. That's another thing, too. When I think about, like, death and violence and all that shit like just growing up in the hood if you really just mind your business don't nobody gonna fuck with you honestly yeah if you just mind even if like nah not in this era back, back Fair. then you could have got away like i ain't seen nothing i don't know nothing if everybody that when the whole snut, stop snitching thing was going about but like if you're a civilian everybody used to just mind their business yeah like, you just might, like granted like you might you might get caught in some shit like my a lot of my cousins were like in gangs and stuff like that so like whenever my cousin would get suspended from school like oh he ain't got no protection. Well, they will fuck with me on shit like that. But for the most part, like you just mind your business. Like yes, like robberies and stuff like that. You gotta just, watch out for. But niggas just out of the blue fucking with you for no for reason. no reason. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I just I just feel that it was odd that they parked in your house, got out the car with mm-hmm. the guns. Yeah, and went in the trunk. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. They did yeah. it wrong. They did yeah. it wrong. Yeah. But How about you just shoot? Exactly. Inside the car, yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, that's literally that's. Not, I never thought about that actually because they literally stopped, got out, and ran down the street, and then ran like, back to the car. Yeah, like ran down the street several houses, and like, then reversed back yes, to yeah. where they were shooting. That was, I don't, was maybe they got caught. They had to have gotten caught because it doesn't sound smart at all. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly they how definitely that was probably aired on a worse. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that how through. it happened. Worst criminal yeah, cases. They could have like drove and just cut because I remember the street. They could have like. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they yeah, were doing. Was, Maybe they want to make sure they got the shot. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind Yo, of reverse back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich. On this book, I see another name on here. Uh-huh. Illustrated by. Who is the illustrated by? Um, I went through um, Fiverr. F-I-I. Wait, F-I-V-V-E-E-R.com. Because yeah. I was like, all right. I, I told myself, I'm, I'm going to write this book. If I don't write it, I'm going to beat myself up. And so... I didn't have any, I don't know any illustrator friends or people like that. And I didn't want to burden what? anybody at work. I thought you probably would have knew, you know. I didn't want to burden anybody. So I was like, you know what, let me just do that. And I looked and like the prices were reasonable. On five, you can find a lot of creators mm-hmm. for reasonable prices. Some of them might be out the country, but they do good work for cheap. She was definitely in India. We had like a language barrier because I, I was trying to ex- like explain stuff. And we were kind of like, I was like, damn, I was a little, it was, she probably getting frustrated with me, but like us getting on the same page and like just through emails and not a face to face or even a phone conversation. Was a bit of a challenge, but um, 
Now we banged it out and she did a great job. She that's did dope. a great job. That's, and that's all through email, how y'all mm-hmm. yep. contact? Yep. And I was like, if I, if I do this, I'll make sure I should give you this credit. She was like, okay. I don't even think she understood like everything that I was like doing. <laughs> yeah, she was so like, was uh, like, okay. she's like, I'm going to just draw these how you pictures. Want it? How you want basically, it? Like, basically. But, but I'll tell you how Fiverr is a great way to find people that creatives mm-hmm. that are trying yeah, to but, do Yeah, um, but like how, how do you uh, sell your books? Do you have a website? Um, I did it or? through Amazon, Amazon. And that was another right, thing cool. too. Like Amazon, like it's all like super set up. Like you can just self publish. And so like you literally, once you have the manuscript or with the chosen book, cause they, it's different. But once you have it set up, like it was literally the easiest process or, ever. I'll be telling people Amazon, yo, the Amazon, easiest process it's ever. It's available on Kindle, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. I have a um, paperback version and a Kindle version. All right. See, that's now a, that's good to know because, you know, a lot of times when we talk about distribution, we're talking about music. Everybody, mm-hmm. the rapper trying to put their joints yeah. on SoundCloud and blah, blah, blah. But if you're an author, an illustrator, or somebody that wants to write a book, you can do this too. Mm-hmm. It's a well, all different ways, easy. different type ways to hustle. You just got to put, put your mind to the muscle, baby. You can do I think you can do anything in this world if you really just do the fucking work. Yeah, so we'll definitely put up your, your link. Thank you uh, very much. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. How long that. it took you to write this? Um, uh, it took me an hour and fifty-seven what minutes. What? I wrote the whole it. book? Yeah, I wrote it. Um, because I was just I get annoyed with myself. I'm like, yo, I'm not. I feel like I'm not doing enough a lot of times. And I was going to L.A. to go party, and I'm like, I'm not even doing nothing. Like, what am I doing? And I was just like, it was mo- most time when I fly, I fly super early in the morning, and I just sleep on a plane, or I fly like a red eye. And I was it was one of the few times I was like on the flight in the middle of the day. And I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to, like, do something productive. And I was like, yo, you've been talking about this shit all the fucking time. Just fucking do it. And so I wrote, I just started writing and wrote it. Um, I remember it was June 2nd, 2018. Mind you, I didn't put this shit out till August of 2019. So I wrote it, literally wrote it on a plane. I was like, all right, I'm good. I like it. Um, and didn't do nothing else with it for the rest of 2018. Wow. Just wrote it and just didn't. Think about anything else of it. That is sitting in your your hand. You Emails, wrote it on paper? Yeah, yeah. No, I wrote it on my computer. Okay. Wrote it on my computer. I almost lost it, bro. I literally almost lost it. Cause I remember um wanna say March or April this year when I was like, yo, fuck, I need to like figure this shit out and start doing it. I couldn't find it in my email. I didn't know what I named because I didn't name it that. I just named it children's book. I just had children's book. Oh wow. And, and I could not find that shit to save my life. I was Man. so mad. And then I finally found it like, yes. <laughs> like saved it on my desktop. Like, all right, here it is. This is how where it's at. Mm-hmm. I know where it's at. And then um just went from there. Yeah, I almost lost that bitch. Well, I'm glad you didn't got that. <laughs> you would yeah, have been tight. You would yeah, I was, I was it took me like a day. Like I literally like cause I got I was looked at like night and it said fucking went to bed. Then the next day was looking all throughout the day. I could not find that shit, bro. I was like stressed. But we definitely glad you found it. We glad yeah, you put it out. Me too. Shoot, it had a great message. <laughs> I can't wait to read it with these little. Thank you gonna you. read it? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna read it with them too. I Damn. mean, I'm right, just saying because you don't I like to read. <laughs> you don't like reading out loud. So. I don't like reading out loud, but they sick. They're not gonna. They be all right. You know what's funny? I don't even have a copy of this. You don't got a copy of your own uh, book? I don't. I don't. What? I just it's weird seeing it, so I don't have a copy of it. I like, mean I, you created it, so it's yeah, kinda weird yeah. looking at your own it's, work. Yeah, I um You need to get this framed nah, or something. What you nah, mean you don't got I a pretty, copy? I'm not like that. I won't I went to my coworker, my coworker stays in my apartment complex. It ain't too many niggas of it, so he's one of the niggas that I fuck with heavy. And um 
I went there and he had bought it. He was like, yo, congrats. He's like, sign it. And the guy like threw that shit down. <laughs> it was like, it was just weird, man. It was weird. I still I never signed it for him. I never wow. signed it for him. Yeah. I don't have I don't have a copy of this. Feel- it's like just weird seeing it. Is it? Yeah, very. That's I feel shocking. like I, I could have made it a like little. It gets cool now, but it's like I'm, I pick at it when I see it. I'm like, oh, I could have. Oh, changed you one of those? You yeah, perfectionist. Yeah. You know who knows like that? Chanel. Oh, Lopez. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw her on. Um, when I see her, I saw her Thursday, Friday. Yeah, that her game night yeah, last yeah. night. How was it? It was smooth. She lives in fucking Canada, man. Yeah, yo. She lives in Canada. She asked me, I was like, she was asking me, yo, where you at? I was like, um, I'm home. <laughs> so I was like, you live in Whitestone. Yeah. She's like, no, no, I don't. I live in Yonkers. I was like, that's even further. If like, I had a car, I would have made it. But I had some other stuff. I just, I told her I wouldn't go make it. But um, yeah, I've been there before, though, so. Yeah, she's the last time in there. She about to be out that joint. Shout out to Chanel. Yeah. Oh, she ain't going to be in Yonkers no more? Nah, she moving. Nice. She moved to L.A.? No, not to L.A. Not like everybody else. <laughs> Thank God. What's, your, what's the issue with L.A.? Have you been? Yeah, I've been, man. I've been there like two or three times. I'm just not... I don't like the vibe. I, hey, nothing wrong with it. I don't nothing like the... I'm a New York dude through and nothing through. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing I need my seasons. It. Nothing wrong with it. I don't. I need hot all no. the... L.A. Della's out there talking about, yeah, it's 69 degrees. It ain't hot, hot, but y'all know what I mean. Yeah. Like, nigga, you can stay here for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your 60-degree weather. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you go to, you know, down south for, for that type of weather, 60. Yeah, I need the heat. It, we, it was hot when I grew up. It was, look, it was hot when you grew up. Yeah, yeah. It would get cold, obviously, but not like, not New York cold, but yeah, yeah. like it, once April hit, it's hot for the rest, like for like the next... Six months to like October. I can do without the snow, but I need my seasons. I need my seasons. LA got a weird vibe to me. Everything closes at two. I feel like the people there are kind of fake. Kind of. Yeah, that looks like yo. You just got not the the people. people, The thing is not. It's not the people from LA. Honestly, you know what it is. The issue is, and it's a lot of same with New York too. In my opinion, Um, it's not native Los Angelinos that are fake. It's the motherfuckers from Idaho that want to move to L.A. and become an actor or whatever, wherever in middle America they're at, that want to come to L.A. And so they come there and they feel like from everything they've heard, they have to act a certain way. Mm. And they're there for a reason. Like, they're there, all right, I want to be an actor, so I need to know all the directors, other actors, people. And if you can't help me, then you're not worth anything. Anything talking to me That's how they move And operate Right that's, So it's that's, not that's, native LA people It's more or less people That come to LA That want to benefit From what LA has to offer I hear they will ask you What you do before They ask you your name Hell yeah But that's the same as New York Like literally that's uh, New York When I first got up here I would get annoyed Because people would be like Because I was around Industry people So they'd be like So what do you do And I got treated that way Like they It's funny because like I was at translation And like They knew it as Stout's company But they didn't know What it was They would fuck with me and, Or I would say like I got a blog with Complex, they were fucking me. But I just, like, when I was working at other agencies and I just say I work at RGA, they didn't know what the fuck it was. They'd be like, oh, and That's just kind of be dismissive. Unless if they, if they didn't know I knew somebody, they're like, where I'm from, like, literally, our first question out of your mouth is, where are you from? That's how right. I, okay, I know you're from this block. I know you're from this neighborhood. All right, I get to know you this way. I don't give a shit about what you do. It's funny. Um, One year, uh, kind of my birthday party, uh, Blockzilla and uh, Mech, we're, we're rolling up, and um, Zilla was like, Mech, what the fuck does Richard do? I don't even know what he does for a living. <laughs> and Mech was like, you know what? I don't fucking know what he does. 
And like Mech was telling me that story, and I'll just start laughing. Like that's like I appreciate that that's because genuine. it's like, yeah, them niggas don't know what the fuck I do, but those like two people that I, that I can still call rock friends, with you. exactly. They not like they're they fuck with me for me, and not because of like what quote unquote status or lack of status I have or don't have or whatever like that. Because I got a I got more a, a few friends that I'm like. I genuinely don't know what this nigga does, but he cool as shit. So it's whatever. And that's all you need cool to know. Shit, yeah. Like um, I remember when I was at Atlantic, they Atlantic Records. They used to be like, "So, oh, uh, where'd you work at?" I would tell them, but like, sweetheart, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't do nothing for you, like, <laughs> nigga. Is that what you looking for? <laughs> Same with me and fucking Adidas. I have niggas hit me up and they be like, "Yo, I need." I'm like, "Bro, I don't know nan nothing about no Yeezys. I don't know nan <laughs> like the product thing and shit." And like, I'll I'll check. I'll check for people, but it's like I'm not. I can't. I don't. I I don't work in that department where I can get my hands on something and gifts of waste. It's like I help out any way I can, but nigga, I gotta wait. Like I gotta wait. In line like a regular person for Yeezys, and I don't even, I don't, I, yeah, I gotta wait in line like, like I gotta go online and like buy them like that. Like I can't, and that's the entire company. Like maybe the people that work for for Yeezy can do that, but I can't. Like, no, that's not so, my goal. Exactly. All right, well let, let let's switch gears a little bit. Let's right. get into things because we also like to kick it like we on the stoop. Okay, what's up? What's up? So, I, I wish we could be on the stoop, but it's cold outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah. Have y'all ever done one on the stoop? You know what? A lot of people ask me that question, and I'd be like, no. no. I figure y'all can y'all can probably pull that shit off. Y'all just get some, like, long-ass extension cords or something. <laughs> like, y'all can pull that shit off. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of people in the streets. It's, yeah, fair, yeah. fair, fair, fair. That, that was fair. the biggest thing. It was the sound. The ah, sound. Like, makes, sense. We, um, makes sense. Makes sense. Condense the sound. Yeah, that makes sense. Because summer, summertime in New York City? Nah. 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 nah, 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 nah. I get it. I get it. That makes sense. But even some people's like, yo, that make it even sound better. You got the cars and everybody in the background. I'm like, yeah. Maybe, nah. but I want you to hear what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And then wintertime, that's a wrap. It's, nah, a, it's, it's a so whole cold. Rap. Yeah. Shoot, normally we sit outside and t- we take the pictures and then come over here. Well, okay. I told you to meet us at first. Yeah. We take the picture on the stoop and then uh-huh. come over here. I'm like, man, it's cold. Sometimes it be raining. I'd yeah. be like, man, we get to improvise. Yeah. So, I like, get it. it. It's cool. I get it. But. Speaking about lack of black people and black excellence, because that's what we basically been uh-huh. speaking about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a black Miss Universe now. Dope. Drew, can we get around applause for the black Miss Universe? Yeah, this is <laughs> black, black, uh, they won that all the beauty pageants. Yeah, they, they got uh, Miss Universe, Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA. Everybody black. Everybody, all, all different rad. shades. So, rad, I love it. That was a beautiful thing to see. Me personally, I think it's, it's a conspiracy, but it's Why cool. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Everybody black. They did that shit on purpose. They was like, oh, we like the first reaction we got. America's kind of fucked up right now, the climate wise. Being black is a it's an excellent thing. Like mm-hmm. with the black, uh, black Panther came out. Queen and Slim is on the rise. You got a lot of black television shows doing great. They're like, you know what? Let's handpick a bunch of. I mean, to be black honest beauties. with you, even like even though all of them were black, cool, but I'm still not going to watch the pageant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, so I, if that, I if that was the their ages. little case to like just make these black people win, so black people can view and watch. Nah, I don't. Th- I hope. I don't. I disagree. I hope that's not the case. I think we still got a long fucking ways to go. But I think, like, one of two things. I think people are more open to us now and accepting of us but i also think a little bit to your point people see the value in the us. value is exactly. and say like oh this might be kind of dope i i think 
I think it's an awesome thing that it, that it, that's it's currently what it is, but I don't think for a second they didn't they weren't fully aware of how possibly helpful it could be. Right. But I want to just air and say that they were doing it out of the kindness of their hearts and they were genuine. I hope. I hope. I, I would hope to, so I don't too. Want to yeah. do charity. Right. But like um, that's kind of what I think. But the value that's the the whole. It's like the yeah, the meme that's going it. around where you see the kid taking a test and they're like, oh, okay. That's um, everybody else in the world, and um, you see the kid copying us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we're the black person taking the test, and everybody's just looking at us trying to copy our our, our paper because it's cool to be black now. We we. What are we talking about now? It was always cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean to, to the rest of them, to the rest of the world, we always been good in asking. Yeah, right. They want our culture. They don't want to be us. Mm-hmm. And it's always been like that. Like I think. We make we we make so many things pop and move and get like so very little credit for it. Where it's just, I don't know, it gets annoying. So I, I definitely see that aspect of it. Okay, well, like I said, like you said, I hope it's genuine. That's just yeah, as well. Yeah, me too. Now, let me ask you this: Did you always want to work in sports? Um, because you've been a lot. Of, you were at Adidas. You said you didn't like campaign that fulfilled mm-hmm, you. Yeah. Did you want to like? Is that your thing? Did your niche sports? Yeah. Yeah, most likely, just because I've always loved sports, and um, I didn't quite know, <clears throat> know how to get into them. I ran track in college. I walked on for one spring semester of football. Um, what position you was playing? Uh, I was playing uh, wide receiver. All right. But um, they, uh, yeah, I've always loved sports, and it's just it's just kind of been easy for me. Like kind of in, in advertising and being a copywriter, like and just kind of the places I've been and the stuff that's in my portfolio. It's like oh. He, he knows sports or he can work at a multicultural, basically a black agency, which I would try to fight and get out of that. That's why I'm kind of happy I've been at some of the um, more uh, bigger kind of white agencies to kind of like, nigga, I can write however you want me to write. And I'm not just the black guy that does the black ads or right. the sports stuff. I can, I can do it all. I yeah. can speak in different tones and voices. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's funny because one of my professors, he told me, he's like, why? Because I was like, I don't want to be the black guy that does the black stuff or the sports stuff. And um, I want to like, he's like, why are you forcing yourself out of something that you're just naturally good at? And I was like, damn. I am pretty right. good at being yeah, black yeah, and white. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'm like, you're kind of right. And like now it's like, <laughs> it's the stuff like as long as there's still challenges in it, I, I enjoy it. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I love sports. You love yeah, sports? Yeah, I love sports. So how'd you feel about this whole Lizzo thing? Um... I really, like, I've been in New York all week, so I haven't really been, like, on TV, like, seeing, like, my normal, my routine's kind of broken up since I'm on vacation. It's whatever. I've seen people do worse stuff. Like, I really, it didn't bother me. It was like, all right, cool. I heard both sides of the argument, but, like, I really don't care. It's like, and she don't care neither because she got a Time Magazine cover, like, literally the next day and some other (laughs) stuff. Like, she's not worried about y'all. And, like, how long is that band gonna really like last? They it's said it, like, they said they lifted it. It's like it's over. She's not. Yeah, I mean, like, that band that only gave her more publicity and like more like and it made people like her even more. Like it's like I didn't I didn't see like what's the like our, and then the Rockets gave her offer to come dance with them. Yeah, like I don't see like the point of like because that's, that's was, where she's from. It'd be different. Oh, if, yeah, she she was born in. Uh, yeah, she yeah, she okay. Born, it'd be different if she was like if it was like. Or it would make more sense to me, at least, if it was like a motherfucking um, Indiana Pacers, like, oh, like, just kind of middle America, like, how could she do this? Kids are watching, but I'm like, L.A., y'all really tripping on that? Like, 
Yeah, y'all kids have seen a whole lot in LA. Y'all kids have seen a whole lot. These niggas probably doing fucking. I just I ain't like her response to like. What was her response? I didn't even like. She had like she broke down crying. I was like, yeah, no, she made a video crying. I didn't see it. You saw it? Yeah, I saw something. I was like, I can't watch watch this whole long. Yeah, but you you and and I like her, like her music, like I I don't have any issue with it, but like. You know what you sign up for. Yeah, like that, that's that. That would be the only thing I would say. Like my papa would always say, like, you know what you're signing up for. Like if you mm-hmm. show your ass cheeks <laughs> live on a, a national, you know, that's a national sports team. It ain't like you on a, you know, and she's a team been, that's not aired on TV. And you stuff. still gotta understand she's still a relatively new artist because yeah. like you understand. Like I, I hear it all the time. Like people that just kind of are new to like celebrity. Like they're like. Odell Beckham Jr. Like he loves football. Like he didn't sign up for all the celebrity and the bullshit that comes with it. But like you got to deal with it. And kind of with her, like she's still kind of, I guess, like dealing with like the newness of like everything that you well, do well, is under she, a microscope. She got hit with it. Yeah. So what else? What else was she saying in that video, Drew? Well, she basically, you know, she kind of. It wasn't like she was apologizing. She was like, "This is me. This is how I am." Blah blah blah. This is way before I do this. Way before I was, you know. Known as somebody, Lizzo. Somebody, uh, somebody that one of my good friends that kind of works with her, she was telling me um, that she's been doing stuff like this. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, because I remember, you remember I told you on a few, what, I think it was last episode, she took a, a picture and it just showed her butt crack. Oh, yeah. The whole, so yeah. it was like, it just got more backlash mm-hmm. because it was actually at the game. At the game. Yeah. And then it's like other people that don't know her, mm-hmm. like, yo, who, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, people making jokes. I don't. I don't. I'm not mad that she responded. I just mad that she allowed them to have her break down. Mm-hmm. She yeah, was it was like on camera. Yeah. Like it was like she was being deep, like, "I'm. This is me." And then she started crying. I was like, "You just turn turn this off." Like, yeah. <laughs> Somebody should just took the phone right there. But it'd be like that, man. She's gonna live and learn. And you know, I hope. I'm not gonna say I hope she do it again, but. You know, she's just yeah. more aware now. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she'll probably be more aware. But I just want to understand, like, <laughs> like how she, um, that's bad hygiene, yo. Like, <laughs> she put it, like, did she, like, did her ass cheeks actually sit on them seats? Most likely. It looked like she was sitting to me. Most likely. Yeah, it was open. She was sitting. Most uh. likely. Hey, man, I'm pretty sure she washed very well, too. She I, w- I would hope so. You worried about her hygiene? <laughs> Nah, cause come on, like you think they really clean those uh, seats? Probably not. Probably not. It's a big stadium. I wouldn't be cleaning every damn seat, Probably my damn not. self. I can't be mad. Now, and also in the, in the, out here in these streets, it's been a big war outside between Eminem oh and Oh my uh, god! Nick Stop Cannon. it! Stop it's a big it! <laughs> Stop it! You just waste your time on this, this story. <laughs> it happened, B. What do you want me to tell? I just you? don't understand why Eminem came. You know, mentioned it again. Yeah, I went even fully up to speed on it, and I was just, I was asking around. I was like, wait. How like it's like you you and granted man I know because M don't really do music like that no more so I guess it's the first chance he's had to like say something but it's like they didn't get that shit old right he hopped on Fat Joe song just talking about old shit oh 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 yeah so then niggas gotta go figure out what the fuck happened just to like get caught up on the lyrics so as as a man I understand why Nick Cannon responded but it was kind of weird because like you responded like you on some Tupac. Type of dude where you have like the black squad, yeah, yeah, doing a diss track. And gray like, diss track. Was it like a jokey diss track or like a diss diss track? For him, it was a real diss track. For like, okay. but he had he had the Wildin' Out crew on there. Yeah, Sujan. 
<laughs> yeah, Shook Knight uh, talk on the opening. Are you serious? That ass. Yes. <laughs> that ass. Shook was on the opening talking. Ain't Sugar jail? Yeah, no. he was in jail. He, was in, he, had, he had the phone. Wow. It was like, you have... You oh, have Sugar, you didn't get that call? You have a certain amount of minutes... Are you on, on, serious? Yes. yes. Yeah, it was, it was, wow. Shit was talking about uh, M, the white boy, how he he only pick on little band rappers. You know what? Uh, it got real, I guess. I mean, his only competition was um, Royce. You got to think about just like the the age <laughs> of people like list like no no offense to Fat Joe or Eminem, but like I don't think. Kids in their twenties are really checking for them. It's definitely somebody like me in my thirties that might give it a chance. Oh, that's what I did. Exactly. You gave a chance. I got it. That's how I heard it. I heard um, Fat Joe's family ties joint. I seen. I was like, Oh, Fat Joe, word. Respect him. Dope, dope dude. But like, I'm not really gonna listen to your album. But like Rich said, he he good at the kids ain't paying attention. He good at uh, picking beats. I gave it a chance. I was like, all but, right. Um, I heard yeah. M on there. I'm like, oh, M and I think it was Mary J. Oh, you was hype with Eminem. M and Mary J. I'm like, all right, let me hear this joint. I'm like, what he had? No, he, he still talking about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he still talking about Mariah. And why did Fat Joe yeah. let that go? Like, why he's like, all right, we go put this out. That's the verse he got. <laughs> right. You know, that's, that's the verse he got. How did it say, yo, this is bad. Oh, can you update this? Can we act like we in 2019? Yeah, going on 2020? That's the verse he got. I will say this. As um, everybody wants to talk about Nick Cannon rapping, but Nick had. Um, like remixed the uh, one of M songs on one of diss tracks because it's two of them out, uh-huh. and it sounded pretty good. It sounded real good, so I will give him that. I mean, he could he could he could rap, mm. but it's just he's Nick Cannon. I only just found it funny because after a week he was going at, after everybody on Instagram. Nick came back down. He declared himself the winner. <laughs> like he self proclaimed himself the winner at the end of it without any dispute from anybody. Because um, what you call it, like. No one's going to take Nick Cannon serious because he's labeled as, you know, ever since he did, you know, Nick Tunes and yeah, he's been, yeah, yeah he's been like, yeah, he's like, yeah. you can't pitch yourself as this tough image or whatever exactly. like that. So they always going to take you as a joke. All right. Well, I was also say, um, keeping it, I guess, entertainment wise, Tom Joyner signed off after 25 years on the radio last on Friday, on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Round of applause for Tom Joyner, man. Long, long, long years on the radio. That's a legend. Yo, did y'all like, and I'm, where I'm from, like, we would always kind of get him because it was like Dallas or whatever, like close by. Did y'all like have him growing up, like Tom Joyner? Honestly, like that out here on I East mean, Coast? when I was growing up, yeah. I was like, let's check for Tom Joyner. Mm. Yeah, but like, I mean, he's not always that like, I was, on... but like, my parents would be in the car or whatever, like, yeah, that, yeah. And be on the radio. Like, right. When well, we like... kids and we ain't, we ain't have no yeah. access to actually play whatever we yeah. want on the radio. But, I couldn't yeah. even remember, honestly, because I always sat in the front where I had control of the radio. I remember Tom Joyner just growing up as a kid. My daddy was like, it was like NPR, and like my stepmom and other people like would have Tom Joyner on it, like that back and forth just in the car. Mm hmm. But that's kind of damn. But honestly, I lived in Buffalo. That's where I met Cam. Okay. I used to live in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, it's not too many. It's only one hip hop station in Buffalo. So in the morning, all they had was Tom Jordan. Tis, tis, so tis. I used to listen to him every morning on my way to work. Because he was syndicated. That's syndicated, what, right. That's what people, that's probably what the kind of white folk did just to kind of like, okay, this is a popular black show. This is a black station here. Yeah. Just, right. Like that's, yeah. So I would listen to him every morning. I actually liked his show. So I'm like, this is this is nice. I like this. I think is he still gonna while, do the cruise though? I'm, I I, I want to get to like fifty. On, he, he might. He might. I want to get to fifty and like hit the Tom Jordan morning cruise, like like in full fifty fashion, just like he, he gonna do that. You know, I don't know. 
be on there with all like just the old black folk. He got and, like, he can't white stop the crew. That's shit. a good question. He can't yeah. stop yeah, that. Yeah, he can't I'm stop with that. the crews. I won't be 15 to all white. I don't, I don't think, yes. yeah, yeah. I think he got enough money. He ain't gonna be bankrupt like Sinbad. Yeah, don't talk about Wait, Sinbad bankrupt. Well, he was, but I remember, remember Sinbad used to do cruises too. So, yeah, oh, for real, yeah. Sinbad did cruises too. I didn't yeah. know that. I, I didn't know. know he was bankrupt though. Yeah, Shit, life yeah, happens, man. So, so much for the rail show could have <laughs> came up, but no, it couldn't. Have. You seen the rail show? <laughs> the what? The rail show? Little rail had a show. That shit was I liked it. You liked wait, that no, no, trash? Wait, wait, wait. There's that the, no, that's not the same as the uh Carmichael. Mike No, I think no, okay, no, okay, no. okay, okay, okay. I didn't no, see I didn't that see was rail hilarious. show. I see you know what's crazy? I got a rail story for y'all. So um, Let's go, let's hear this. One of my homegirls uh is friends with him. And so this back like what was this? This is um it was 17. I think I got it because I actually have a picture in my phone. I think it might have been like May or June. Somewhere it was random. It was like a random Saturday wasn't shit going on. I hit my homegirl up like, yo, where you at? What you doing? She's like, yeah, I got my homeboy with me. Yada, yada. And so we link up. We just at this bar. And it's like, I'm bored. And we ain't doing shit. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's the nigga from Get Out. And he's with her. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We chilling. And so we're literally just drinking, talking shit, bored. It's like a group of four or five of us. And so we're like, yo. She's like, he wants to go to the strip club. I'm like, I literally, like one of the few times in New York where I don't have something to do. And I'm like. All right, let's fucking go. I guess. And so we went up to um, what's the one? Uh, not Sue's. What's the other one that everybody used to go? It was to? in Brooklyn. What was it? No, uh, Bronx. Um, uh, Sin City. Yes, we went to Sin City. Okay. I call it United Nations. <laughs> it's like literally, like it'll be like a Dominican girl, a Puerto Rican girl, a black girl, a Jamaican girl. It's like it's a United Nations strip club. I can't get down with y'all strip clubs up here. Though. I'm from the south. Like I ain't mad at you. Like what the nigga? Um, what's it? What's his name? Juicy J put it best. He said, "Up north, strip clubs is like going to the beach because they not fucking like it's just y'all don't even like take off all the clothes. They like don't, yeah, you got the pasties on or you got yeah. the, just the, got to keep the like, bottoms like on. To, like it's like going yeah. to go look at women in bikinis. Like where I'm from, like they get ass naked. Like I'm a nasty nigga. Like I need <laughs> all naked. But not anyway. So we shoot up and just the the vibe is just different too. Like. Y'all don't really do the food like we do it down there, and like just to just it's just different. But and that's a lot because the strip club food be the best. Yeah, and so you gotta we, do it right. We go to Sin City, we're there chilling, and um, everybody he we everybody gets their money out and just kind of he gets his money out and he like kind of puts it on the ta- like not kind of he does put it on the table. It's like he had like a stack, like a decent sized stack, and it was on the edge of the table. And so we were there kind of early. We weren't there like super late. It was maybe like. 10, 11, so not like late, late. And um, so for that, it's kind of early inside the strip club. And the girls are kind of like walking around, asking people if they want to dance, whatever like that. So a girl walks up to the table and uh, hits the table like and knocks the money down. And um, I'm not really paying attention or whatever like that. And like when she he tells you done with the dance, she picks up all the money and walks off. He's like, yo, she just stole my fucking money. And we're like, wait, what happened? Like, and it makes sense, like, the way he told the story. Like, she comes up there asking me if he wants to dance, and she's talking to him. And, like, purposely, but makes it look like it's an accident, bumps the table, table and the money right. falls. Like, over half the money had fell on the floor, and she picks it up. And so he calls security and all this other stuff. Security goes and looks at the camera. They're like, yeah, we don't see anything that she did wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then we just left out of that motherfucker. But, yeah, they they... 
They did you know, him security dirty. ain't really going yeah, to they, exactly. they ain't really like, like, oh, well, nigga, you nah. got guy. <laughs> but he was hot, bro. I would have been mad, too. He was hot. He was like, yo, fuck this shit. And this was when he, he did after get, out. get Out. Yeah, After, after Get Out. I'm yeah. like, do you know who I yeah, am? That's what, we, no, that's what we were doing. Like, that's why they did all that. Because before, they weren't, they weren't trying to do all that. Then once they realized, they were like, oh, fuck, they did it. Like, I bet if it happened now, they were like, sorry, sorry, just here's the money back or whatever like that. They still were trying to play him cheap, but like, yeah, like they that's why we even got that far with it. Word. Wow. That's crazy. Like, oh, Yo, but I got something crazy for y'all and, and for the listeners. All right, it was this woman in Texas, right? <clears throat> she checked her statement and she realized that she got an additional thirty seven million dollars in her account. So what she did <clears throat> is actually report this to the bank. Yeah, she reported to the bank. But what happened was uh, the reason why this happened and the person who made the mess up didn't get fired is because they told the bank about the mess up because it was somebody, uh, some foreign foreigner coming to the States and they just put the wrong account number in. So I want to know, would y'all tell <laughs> the bank, oh, um, how much was it? I'm going to tell it. Million. I'm going to tell it because you're going you're gonna to get caught. And if I do, and my, my thought process if I tell it and I'm open, I'm honest, somebody might be like, all right, nigga, here's a million just for you being nice and like doing, trying to do the right thing. Because if you don't do it, you're going to get caught somehow, some way. No, nine times out of ten. Really? Yeah. Look, me too. Yeah. When I find like money, I'm like, let me try to return it because uh, I might get a dollar back. Oh, she, okay. No, I thought she's a, she said it. And oh, then, I got divorced the um, right there. And then what should we call it? Uh, the bank didn't even do nothing. Like really, they just fixed it the next day. That's it. I'm like, they, they ain't gonna give, give me no give type like of a reward, reward for whoever. She ain't but get look, nothing. The person, it's nah, probably I know of. I would have. The person that that the money belongs to probably doesn't even know what happened. Yeah, the person. Yeah, that like that's not his his or her fault. But. True. But honestly, I think the way you do too, Rich. Like if I'd return it, maybe I might get a little something yeah, back. You know what I mean? Maybe somebody nah, gonna bless I would, me. I would have be looking over my shoulder. I'm gonna be looking over my shoulder like, damn, that listen. shit is gone before they even notice. Listen, I'll take I'll take it like a little one million. <laughs> I took what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I'm taking at least two million because I got buy a house. You can't buy a house in New York City with one million. And then See, I'm reporting. <laughs> and then I'm like, yo, yo, they gonna let get you. Sigh, you know yeah. damn well. <laughs> And um, you didn't have two million. You took two million out. You thought that was yours? Got the Lord to bless me now. And if, you, if my spouse reported it, we divorced. You ain't down for me. You ain't down to ride. I would have probably fainted. I might even be like bold enough to be like, "Yo, here your money back." But can I get like one <laughs> or two or three, just to kind of like, because to your point, you got some people that like won't even blink. Like, all right, thank you, and like won't think to like give you something. Yeah. So yeah, but the only thing reason like it got because a person noticed her, their error, so that's the only reason why it didn't mm. last that long. No, mm. obviously you, you have to see the money, take something out before they can recognize what. But happened. she she seen it before they she, corrected it. She should have took something out real quick. <laughs> she fucked up. I told you I took a million real quick. Out of out of test the ATM how much I, I could like, take out. Miss, we put thirty seven. We put twenty nine million in your account. We put thirty million in your account. No, you got twenty nine go in my account. Where that. I will travel yeah. to a lot of Chase banks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, you made a mistake. I think you made another one. That's twenty nine, not thirty. So, um, 
What else? We y'all, y'all got anything else? Well, last, last but not, not least, Lamar Jackson had broke um the rushing yard record in the NFL. Baltimore Ravens, kind of tight. I ain't drafted him on my fantasy league. They looking really, really be. good. Um, yeah, I love everything Lamar's doing. I love. Shout out to Jim, uh, no John Harbaugh. He not getting enough credit because and the the kind of Ravens organization because like they could have easily been like, I, right, you're not the conventional quarterback, so we're not gonna have any faith in you. Right. They literally have like catered the entire offense to doing things that he does well, mm-hmm. and have basically said like a middle finger to like the traditional NFL, like we gonna do it our way, and it's working, and like. I don't know how long he can last doing it. I hope he lasts for a long time. I think, I think he could last because unlike I just don't him, want to be hit. he's not getting hit like Griffin. Robert Griffin yeah, was just yeah. actually getting hit. But the thing too about it, if you think about it, like he's he's got more rushing yards than Mark Ingram, who's a running back on that team. And you think about, and I'm just thinking about think about the longevity of a running back. Like they kind of fall off, like the hill at like 30. Yeah. So if he's playing that. like this, it's like, how long can, can he truly go? last? Yeah. But everything it's fucking dope. It's amazing. Um, Mike Vick gave him a shout out. Yeah. Vic, appreciation. Yeah. Good looks. I would have loved to have seen like somebody support Lamar or somebody support Vic and Robert Griffin and other quarterbacks with talent like that. Like they supported Lamar. Like they were just too scared to even try. Right. Whereas it was Harbaugh, unconventional for them. They were yeah. like, what the hell is he doing? Why he ain't, yeah. Why he always running? Yeah, and Lamar a good kid too, so I'm I'm, I'm happy for him. Good things happen. Go people. Wait, what's y'all take on this whole um? Them trying to protest against Mike Vick getting his Pro Bowl uh award. Getting what? Pro Bowl award. I mean, mm-hmm. it's because who? What happened? Mike Michael Vick because of the whole dog thing. Uh-huh. There was a petition that going around trying to stop him from receiving his award at the Pro Bowl. What's the award for? What's the award for the Pro Bowl? Niggas don't even watch the Pro Bowl. What, what, <laughs> yeah, nobody watched yeah, the Pro Bowl. But, um, like, do they what, even what still they have it in Hawaii still? I don't know exactly what award it was, but they were just like, yo, he a dog killer or whatever. Yeah, they, they need to let that go. That's what he told me. Yeah. Like, y'all need to get over it. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, like, I I know, granted, the, the Raven, like, we're Ray, Ray Lewis. He killed He killed. Yeah. He killed that Wow, wow, sorry. wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, he got away with murder. Wow. <laughs> got away with murder. I'm not it. touching that one. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm just saying. Like, I'm not, if I ain't do anything, I'm not going to give the family no money. I'm just saying. So I know he, like, that's that's when you know you really feel bad. Like, yo, I really killed these, I really killed the person. And let me just give this family some money, yo. I'm just saying. Like, you know, I was just going to also talk about with the Ravens. Like, the Ravens had, Ray. Ray Lewis right. and um also the other dude, but he he actually got caught on camera. Oh, yeah, Rice. Yeah, uh what is it? Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Yeah. But but he happily married by the chick that got Molly Wops in the elevator. Hey, that's their business. If she wants to stick yeah, around, that's business. That's their business. Yeah, I think uh people should get over there now. That's what Mike like, Vick said. He's like, get over. That's Matt. Any search is time. Like, yeah, NFL analyst now. Yeah, he's he doing Mike, good. Mike like, is, come on. Mike has served his time. Um, and I think Nike's get no offense to Adidas, you know, but Nike yeah. got you know, but we, we rock, we rock on Adidas. We got the the shirt, so Adidas, Appreciate you know, he's <laughs> yeah, part got, of the team. They got to get over that, like that Mike Vick shit, like wrong against the law. I know people. I'm not a big dog lover, but I know people do love dogs, so I respect all that. And kind of the animals kind of have no choice of what their owners do. So yes, he was wrong. Whatever he served his time, but. 
that shit, that's that's old. Like leave that shit alone. Like man, how long are you gonna be mad about that? Right. Like leave that shit. Like it just makes you mad. That, too, yeah. They killing black people, but you care about the dog that was mad years ago. I swear, <laughs> I wish somebody from Peter would run up on my mom with like a fur coat. Like that. I get it. You're entitled to that, but like you're not finna force that on me. You right. Know what I'm like you're entitled to your opinion. You fight your cause, but I'm not yeah. hurting nobody. Yeah. Like leave me alone. But do you got anything else? No, I think we, we we good, you know. I mean, unless you want to talk about, well, I think Rihanna's uh, might be playing Storm in Black Panther 2. But, oh, I don't you know. know about that, but no. I was hearing rumors about that. That's a rumor, I guess. Uh, we'll yeah. talk about it when we get some more facts on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that, Rich, tell them how to get your book again. Um, shit, I don't know. Go uh, Amazon. <laughs> go to Amazon.com and type in uh, It's Okay, You're a Superhero, or type in my name, Richard Bodu, B-O-A-D-U, and um, it should pop up. And like, I, don't, I, 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 I don't have a copy, so I don't really. <laughs> you just collected cash. Yeah. <laughs> and we would thank you for joining us here. Thank you. For thank episode you 29. Um, Drew, who can be the outro? Oh, you don't have an outro? All right, Wait, so can, I'll I, pick can I pick the outro? Can you want to pick? You right, got somebody? Go ahead. Can we, can we keep it down south? Can we do like Murder by UGK? All right, I'll, I'll find that on... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you going to find it. Murder by UGK? Yeah, that's my shit. All right, All right going to be cool. the outro. All right, bet. Say less. And we want to thank you again for joining us. This has been episode 29 of the motherfucking Stoop Kids. This is your host, Cy. I'm Drew. Drew. Rich, we out. What's up? Thank y'all. All right. Thank Peace. you. Peace. Fuck this motherfucker. He just got low, you know what I mean? Because we got to get out of here. Ain't no place here for us, you know what I mean? But that motherfucker need a killer, that's all. So what the fuck is up? Putting powder on the street cause I got big fucking nuts. Coming back from Louisiana in a Fleetwood land. I deserve to nick some shit to put the peas on their back. Got the power going for both cause you know I just pay two. Nigga bought 30 from it so I'm running 42. He gon' pop for 700 times 62. 24 is what I get so nigga fuck what you do. If I told you cocaine numbers you would think I was lying. Young ass niggas 22 was talking about they were trying. In the game ain't a thing coming forward with beans. Rick at home to apartments where I entertain friends. More bounce to the ounce, cause the boom the shit. I done got me 50 ounces out of burden this bitch. Tighten up, no snack, bitches checking my stock. Got some birds, I said a nigga, some I go rock a rock. Just got back from California, kicked it, we be legit. Put me down with purple chronic in it, hurricane shit. At the studio with Tom, man, I wish I could stay. I got the holiday masterpiece, cause we got money to make. It went players from the side stack, G's, man. Like ball, I got a stack, big cheese, man. My money in my hand, stop taking motherfucker. That's where I stay. Getting money from your bitches every goddamn day. Big paper, I'm folding. Hoes is on my motherfucking job for all the dick that I be holding. I hate grown men, show it. Especially the fools that take a style and act my niggas don't know it. Kick it with the tree, a nigga, so your best not trip. If you keep on popping shit, my niggas in my clear. Nigga, And I'm the king of moving chickens, not them finger lickings. Stick-
kicking niggas that be tricking. You need a swift kicking. Your ass is right for the picking. Now as my pocket sticking, I'm deep picking nickel slicking. You sick when I be clicking. Now take a look at the bigger nigga, my liquor swigger. Play a hater, dish digger, figure my hair trigger. Give a hot one to your liver, you shiver, shaking quiver. I'm frivolous if a nigga get wetter than a river. For what it's worth, it's the birth of some niggas doing dirt. Fuck a first that thing off the skirt, make a put that hurt. Mr. Master, hit the switcher faster. Then you keep a blister faster. Fuck your sister pastor, get the elbows for sale. Yo, brother, bet I have my mail ho. Before I catch a murder case and go to jail, ho. Hell no, time to bail, hit the trail so we can sell more. Fucking yell, get the scale, no. Other bullet duckers can shove us out of this game. They better fuck us, cause the cluckers, they love us. Make them glass dick suckers, shake they jelly like smokers. I hit like non chuckers. Cause your Texas bring the ruckus, this for my motherfuckers. Cooking cheese, some crooked cheese, rocking the quarter keys to get the hook with ease. Wanna be, get on your knees, feel the squeeze from the HK 13s from here to overseas. We do what we please, don't trip as we flip. Light up a dip, I'm breaking them out from the hip to your lip. Go at that boy, skip that nigga, bud rip. With one clip, soon as the gun slip. Now I done whipped out my Morellis, flying through your belly, belly. And some smelly red jelly is dripping out of your belly. Surf them up like a deli, jumped on my cellular telly. Hotel it like it's going out of style. You can't see me, Marcus, so have a motherfucking sweet smile. <laughs> 